Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today, we're continuing our series on the discussion of clean energy. But first, a thank you to our sponsor. International Coffee Farms grows and sells specialty coffee from Boquete, Panama. Their specialty coffee sells for a premium to the commodity coffee at auction, and as a landowner, you would benefit from those high prices. The idea of a safe, diversified, cash-flowing offshore investment is intriguing to you. Check out International Coffee Farms at internationalcoffeefarms.com. That's internationalcoffeefarms.com. We're back. On today's episode, we're continuing our discussion on clean energy. One of the simplest forms of clean energy is just to use less energy than before. This is particularly important in commercial buildings where building tenants pay zero attention to questions of energy efficiency. They go to work, they do their job, they go home, and anything having to do with the building is outside their responsibility. There's something wrong with the heating, ventilation, or air conditioning system. It can remain broken for weeks or months at a time and nobody will say anything. The number one operating cost of a building is energy consumption. It breaks down into HVAC, equipment, and lighting. There's several factors that can dramatically improve energy consumption in office buildings. In most buildings, HVAC accounts for 40% of the total energy consumption in most commercial buildings. And that's according to a recent study by the Department of Energy. In warm climates, such as the southern U.S., the air conditioning can be running for six or eight months or more of the year. The efficiency of the air conditioning depends on the difference between the outside temperature and the temperature of the heat exchanger at the compressor. In the hottest months, the cost of running that AC goes way up. It's not just because it's hot out, it's because the difference in temperature between the air conditioner and the outside air gets too small, so the heat transfer it becomes incredibly inefficient. In our latest building design, we're planning to take advantage of a very large stormwater detention pond on the property and use a water-cooled air conditioning system instead of the traditional air exchange system. Air conditioners work by taking heat from the inside of the building and transferring all that extra heat to the outside. On the other hand, if we use water taken from the bottom of the detention pond, might be around 80 degrees, we have a much more efficient heat transfer. Transferring the heat to the water will result in some amount of evaporation. Evaporation removes an incredible amount of heat. Overall, a water-cooled system is going to use 57% less energy than the equivalent air-cooled system. But it will consume some water. So to have a readily available source of clean water, you don't mind if it evaporates. Many buildings run the fans in their HVA system 100% of the time. This is terribly costly and not necessary at all. A few small optimizations can save a ton of money. Replace the standard fan motors with a DC motor. The higher cost of those DC motors can be recovered in about 10 months through the savings and operational cost. That's a pretty good rate of return. The second thing to consider is to operate the fan at less than 100% of full speed. Consider running it at 50 or 75%. This is going to result in power savings of anywhere from 45 to 75%. These are all small optimizations that can result in significant ongoing operational savings for the entire life of the building. Next thing to look at is lighting. The standard lighting in most office buildings has been the traditional 4-foot-long 40-watt fluorescent tube. Now these tubes can be replaced with the newer LED technology that only consumes 18 watts instead of 40. And 
they typically have a 50,000 hour operating lifespan. When you add motion detectors or some time switches, you can get even greater savings. This can reduce the operating expense in the building by about 50 cents per square foot for the entire building. And in addition, these LED lamps have a service life of about seven years compared with a service life of one to two years for a traditional fluorescent lamp. And finally, if you want to pay close attention to the air exchange in the building, one of the most common failures in an HVAC system is a sensor that determines how much fresh air to bring in from the outside. When the sensors fail, the air intake gets stuck in the open position, causing outside air to exchange into the building continuously. This is extremely wasteful, consumes a lot more power for either heating or air conditioning, depending on the time of year, and the only notification you're going to get of this failure is that you will have a much higher electric bill, and you'll have no idea why. You can run for weeks or months with that failure and have no clue. So when we talk about clean tech or green energy, there's an awful lot of very simple things that can be done that have a large impact on energy consumption without resorting to anything that's particularly fancy or cutting edge technology. Sometimes it's the simple things that are the most effective. You can reduce at least 50% of a building's energy consumption with a couple of very small minor changes. If you're thinking about that, have a spectacular day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.